We would like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and as usual, every Monday night, we have some of the very best in jazz music for the next three hours plus on CITR, and we certainly hope you're... uh, Well, (laughs) we're all anticipating spring, which really hasn't sprung yet, has it? Not here in Vancouver, anyway. It's uh, uh, happening everywhere else, or so it seems, anyway, except for our city. I have, um, later on, I have the weather forecast for you, and it really isn't, oh, it really isn't terribly promising yet. We're still going to have to wait. But we have music, and... Music is uh, something that uh, we can all relate to, and tonight our jazz feature is a wonderful band called the MJT Plus Three, Chicago-based band. That's going to be our jazz feature. We're going to pay tribute later on to one of the great voices of the alto saxophone who just passed away today. I was so saddened to hear about the death of Arthur Blythe, and... um, he uh, had been suffering from Parkinson's disease and, um, sad to say, succumbed to that uh, ailment at his home in California. And we lost uh, one of those great voices. But we'll be hearing some music later on in the show by Arthur Blythe, one of the most distinctive and uh, formidable voices of the alto saxophone. But our jazz feature is first, and this wonderful little band with this kind of mysterious name, the MJT Plus Three, what the hell does that stand for, right? Well, it stands the MJT, I'm solving the mystery first, and then I'll let you know about uh, uh, all the other, uh, uh, the people involved in the band. The MJT means the Modern Jazz Two. And that stood for, and don't forget, all these gentlemen were all residents of Chicago at the time and performing there, uh, the great bassist who just passed away, Bob Cranshaw. And the other partner in the MJT was Walter Perkins, a wonderful drummer who passed away a number of years ago. So that was the modern jazz, too. In other words, the MJT. Now, they got together. They were two of the most sought-after rhythm players in Chicago for jazz gigs at the time. Uh, They not only performed with all the great local musicians, but they were first called when visiting musicians needed um, a a bass player or a drummer or both. And uh, they played with, uh, before they even moved to New York, they played with literally everybody in that great windy city of Chicago. So they were the MJT, the Modern Jazz Two. They put their heads together and said, let's form a band. Let's have a five-piece band with a saxophone, a trumpet, and a piano player. And they did. And uh, there were several personnel changes uh, from the beginning of the MJT plus three because the two horn players and piano player were going to be the plus three. So that's how the name came about, MJT Plus Three. The stable personnel 
all coalesced and came together after some personnel changes. We had on piano the great Harold Mayburn, Memphis-born Harold Mayburn. And Harold Mayburn is still very much alive. He was just recently in Vancouver. He's 81 years old. He's still traveling, touring, lecturing, uh, unbelievably dynamic personality, one of the true seven wonders of the world, Harold Mayburn, healthy as a horse as well. No signs of uh, any kind of diminishment of his skills verbally or on the piano, Harold Mayburn. Anyway, he's the pianist that was, uh, that, uh, was the um, piano player in this band. The next was uh, the, one of the most underrated voices of the alto saxophone, and one of my all-time favorites. I've always mentioned his name, Frank Strozier. Frank Strozier on alto saxophone at the time. He was a student at uh, Chicago University, and, uh, of course, he was playing all kinds of gigs in, in Chicago as well. Uh, and uh, the Chicago, he was a student at the uh, Chicago Conservatory of Music, uh, I stand corrected. And... Um, Frank, of course, was a first-call alto saxophonist in Chicago, one of the most distinctive and harmonically advanced saxophone players. John Coltrane once said that Frank Strozier had the most advanced harmonic knowledge of any saxophone player that he knew, and I know this for a fact. On trumpet, a wonderful player who went on to become a clinician, and uh, he taught trumpet for many years. He is still alive. He's 86 years old. He lives on Orcas Island, of course, which is one of the American Gulf Islands, and he still teaches. And uh, he has a whole raft of students. He teaches via Skype, and uh, the trumpet player, Willie Thomas, and a uh, wonderful player. Um, he's, I guess he's the lesser-known musician um, because he went into teaching for so many years and um, sort of diminished his uh, reputation as a, as, as a performer, but he was a strong, brassy, and wonderful trumpet player, as you will hear. And uh, he plays some tremendous solos on this album. So the MJT Plus Three was one of the most popular bands, uh, modern jazz bands in Chicago in the late 50s and early 60s. And they recorded for um, the Chicago-based label VJ Records. And one of the great DJs of Chicago was Holmes Daddio Daly. Daddio Daly was one of the big promoters of this band. And uh, Daddio had uh, a way of uh, being very persuasive uh, for club owners and so on. And he got this band a lot of gigs and also got them signed with VJ Records. And they made a series, wonderful series of albums for VJ. So a little bit of an addenda here. After um, 1960, at the end of 1960, all these gentlemen moved to New York permanently. And they did perform a couple of small gigs in New York, but they never recorded again as a unit. And the band, of course, went separate ways. Bob Cranshaw went with Sonny Rollins. Uh, Walter Perkins became a freelance drummer, worked with all kinds of people, Art Farmer, Charles Mingus, etc. Harold Mayburn, the pianist, was uh, sought after by so many leaders, including Miles Davis, worked with Miles briefly. Frank Strozier, the same thing. He worked with Miles Davis, Roy Haynes, etc., etc. And Willie Thomas, the trumpeter, went on to, uh, uh, of course, uh, doing clinics and teaching. So 
Unfortunately, they never recorded again. But the sound of this band and the concept of this band, they, they're, they're not out there to reinvent the musical wheel or anything like that, but they were a good-sounding, tight um, little band, very cohesive and a lot of fun to listen to, and they swung their buns off. Um, and and obviously had a wonderful time playing, and so it's reflective of uh, a really nice period in jazz music. This was uh, this album was one of their best, and it's called "Make Everybody Happy," and it was recorded uh, in February of 1960 in Chicago. So, once again, we have the co-leaders, Bob Cranshaw on bass, Walter Perkins on drums, Harold Mayburn on piano, Frank Strozier on alto saxophone, and Willie Thomas on trumpet. The tunes, there are seven of them on this album. We're going to hear them all. We open with Harold Mayburn's uh, great tune. It's the title track, and it's called simply Make Everybody Happy, and it's a blues march. The second tune is one of the most interesting arrangements of an old standard. Uh, Dave Brubeck actually had an early hit recording with this tune. It was a standard tune, and it was called The Trolley Song. And the MJT Plus Three's arrangement of this tune is quite unique, and it's the longest track on the album and has some of the most interesting playing. So that's track number two, The Trolley Song. Tune number three is written by... A young man from Memphis, great trumpet player who died far too young, Booker Little. And he wrote the tune number three, dedicated it to the great pianist Horace Silver and called it Sweet Silver. Then we go to Duke Ellington for the next tune, one of his great and best-known standard tunes, Don't Get Around Much Anymore. Tune number five is a, a great old standard called My Buddy. And tune number six is a Latin-flavored tune by pianist Harold Mayburn called Richie's Dilemma. And the final tune is a Victor Young tune, uh, a nice, relaxed kind of tune to close out the album, and a very melodic standard tune called Love Letters. So that's it. That's our jazz feature, the MJT Plus 3, Make Everybody Happy. I hope you enjoy this album. It's really nice and very refreshing sound. Thank you. 
Our jazz feature this evening from a recording which was made in Chicago and came out on the Chicago label VJ Records. This was a little band called the MJT Plus Three. The MJT stood for the Modern Jazz Two, which comprised Bob Cranshaw on bass and Walter Perkins on drums. They were co-leaders of this band. And uh, once the personnel solidified, we heard Harold Mayburn on piano, the great Harold Mayburn, still alive and well and kicking, and Frank Strozier, one of my favorites on alto saxophone. Frank uh, no longer plays, but um, he is still, as far as I know, is still very much alive. And on trumpet, someone who actually lives on Orcas Island, Still plays, practices every day. He's 86 years old, and he teaches via Skype. A wonderful trumpet player who uh, w- went into the teaching field, but uh, he's very active on this recording. Willie Thomas, and uh, of course he's respected by so many um, great trumpet players because uh, he knows everything about that instrument, and of course he has taught uh, many, many, many of the great players and course he was a great player himself as we heard on this recording this fine little band was one of the most popular modern jazz bands in chicago and um, after they did a whole series of recordings for vj records and a whole bunch of gigs and in the chicago and surrounding area uh, they all decided to make the trek and move to new york city and um Unfortunately, they never recorded again as a unit because once they got to New York, they played a couple of gigs, yes, uh, short-term gigs, but um, uh, they were also so good, they became sought after by other band leaders, and of course, they had to, uh, they took those offers. Harold Mayburn and Frank Strozier went on to work with Miles Davis and various other people. Willie Thomas, of course, went into teaching. Uh, Walter Perkins was uh, a journeyman drummer, played with uh, Charles Mingus and Art Farmer, all kinds of great band leaders. And Bob Cranshaw became one of the leading bass players in New York, Uh, worked with Sonny Rollins, uh, all kinds of people. Bob Cranshaw just passed away recently. Great musician, wonderful person as well. Anyway, this little band was together on this recording. And it was done in February of 1960 while they were all residents of Chicago. And we heard seven tunes. Uh, We opened with the Blues March written by Harold Mayburn called Make Everybody Happy. And that was the title track. The second tune was um, the longest track of the album. And it was a variation and an arrangement on the old standard, the trolley song. And uh, tune number three was uh, a composition by... A fellow Memphian, Harold Mayburn and Frank Strozier were from Memphis, and Booker Little contributed uh, tune number three, dedicated to pianist Horace Silver, called Sweet Silver. Then we heard an Ellington staple, Don't Get Around Much Anymore, played by the band. Nice arrangement of that tune, which has been played by just about everybody. It's one of Ellington's best-known standard tunes. And uh, following that was a great, another great old standard called My Buddy. And um, we followed that with uh, a Latin-flavored uh, Harold Mayburn original called Richie's Dilemma. And the final tune was a nice, relaxed version. Again, a very melodic standard called Love Letters. So that's it. 
The album, Make Everybody Happy. The MJT Plus Three, Bob Cranshaw and Walter Perkins on bass and drums, respectively the co-leaders, Harold Mayburn on piano, Frank Strozier, alto saxophone, Willie Thomas on trumpet. Hope you enjoyed the music, and uh, we'll be back uh, after some important messages. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM. 101.9, or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we have some important messages for you out there in the vast area of radio land. And we'll be right back with some, uh, yeah, some groove music. All right. Become a CITR member and make some new friends. Members get discounts around Commercial Drive and beyond at Pandora's Box Rehearsal Studio, Bomber Brewing, Stormcrow Tavern, People's Co-op Bookstore, Mintage, High Life Records and Music, Bone Rattle Music Limited, JQ Clothing Limited, The Rio Theater, the Vancouver Music Gallery, North Van, and Tapestry Music Limited in White Rock. What would we do without our friends? Are you interested in indigenous issues? Are you down with decolonization? Do you have something to say or have a topic to share? We have just the thing. Join UBC's first ever indigenous radio collective. We're a team of indigenous and non-indigenous people. I'm Niska from my mother. From the Taltan territory. I'm a settler from Washington State. I'm from the Qualcomm and Musqueam First Nations. I am Quicho Indigenous from Saraguro, Ecuador. We broadcast from the traditional, ancestral, and unceded land of the Hunkaminam-speaking Musqueam people. Whatever you want to talk about, we're into it. Everyone is welcome, no experience necessary. Unceded Airwaves airs Mondays from 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. on CITR 101.9 FM. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Unceded Airwaves. We want to hear your story. some weather information <laughs> for you, but it's pretty predictable. Unfortunately, spring is not sprung yet, only in our minds and only in our friends who are uh, posting pictures uh, of uh, them on holidays in Hawaii and uh, Mexico and other points. Um, people on Facebook, our friends doing this, making us furious because well, not even the cherry blossoms are out here in Vancouver yet. Uh, they're usually out this time of year. However, um, there's really not much change in the weather. Uh, I hate to be the doom and gloom guy, but uh, this is the way it is. Uh, tonight is, of course, cloudy with a 30% chance of a shower, then steady rain uh, throughout the rest of the uh, evening and uh, with a low of 7. Then tomorrow is going to be rain and windy with a low of 7, high of 8. Not much change in temperature. Same thing for Wednesday, rain, low of 6, high of 10. 
Thursday, a little bit of a liftoff here, a mix of sun and cloud, but there still is a 30% chance of a shower. But at least Thursday looks like a semi-acceptable day with a low of 6 and a high of 13. Hey, we're getting into tropical temperatures. But then Friday and Saturday is cloudy with a 60 to 70% chance of a shower between uh, temperatures between 5 and 6 and highs up to 12 Sunday, pretty well the same thing, cloudy with a 60% chance of a shower, low of 7, high of 13. Ah, yeah, we're still waiting. Still waiting. Still waiting, 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 waiting. A couple of great websites to get onto, uh, and I mention them every week. One of them is the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society. They've made some major, major announcements Uh, about people that are coming to the jazz festival. It's no longer a secret. Um, You can go onto their website and find out uh, there's some really important artists coming to Vancouver, Uh, some great shows at the Pyatt Hall, Um, such people as Cyrus Chestnut, um, Emmett Cohen with Ron Carter, the great bassist. Um, Yeah, so... There's a lot of important things, and if you get onto the Coastal Jazz website, which is coastaljazz.ca, you'll find all of that out. And, of course, the schedule for uh, Frankie's Jazz Club is uh, also up on that website, and you can book reservations and all sorts of things. And also, you can um, advance purchase uh, tickets for the uh, for the jazz festival. People are doing that already, uh, making their plans. So, uh, because there's there's going to be, as usual, a lot of great artists here for the one of the major cultural events here in Vancouver, the Vancouver International Jazz Festival. So there you go, and the website is coastaljazz.ca. Very simple, and of course. It's very, very comprehensive and up-to-date website. So check it out, coastaljazz.ca. The other fine website, is, uh, uh, which is jazz, uh, very much jazz-related, is vancouverjazz.com. And uh, there's all kinds of interesting links on that site as well. And I will mention my good friend uh, Ken Speller. Um, Ken is a music teacher and a very fine saxophonist, clarinetist, flutist, all-around wonderful musician. And uh, he has a business called Music at Home. And he has a whole series of, of uh, students. Um, and he comes to your home and will teach you how to play uh, any of those instruments. And uh, if you're into purchasing or renting an instrument, uh, he can advise you uh, very wisely on what to do, who to go to, all that kind of stuff. Um, he's very, very well informed. He's also a repairman. So if you have, if you do already play one of those instruments, saxophone, flute, or clarinet, and you're not sounding as good as you think you should sound, whether you're a professional, amateur, uh, or student, maybe it's the instrument. And uh, Ken is a repairman, and he will adjust the instrument. Sometimes it needs major adjustment. Sometimes it's just a minor tweak. But uh, he does it in his own workshop, in his home, which is uh, located in the Metrotown area of um, Burnaby. And also, 
He doesn't charge you an arm and a leg because his workshop is right in his home. So he doesn't have a store overhead to uh, uh, charge you more money for. So he's very, very, very reasonable. So he can be reached at uh, 778-800-1933, 778-800-1933, or K Speller, K-S-P-E-L-L-E-R, underscore 14 at yahoo.ca, K Speller, underscore 14 at yahoo.ca. Ken Speller, good guy to know. Hey, here's some music by Big John Patton. This is from an album that uh, had eluded me for years. And uh, I had one track on a badly recorded cassette tape, which I treasured. Now I have the album in my hot little hands, and uh, it's a fine one. The great organist Big John Patton with an all-star group of musicians, including the wonderful Ben Dixon on drums, and the front line of Blue Mitchell on trumpet, the late and wonderful Harold Vick on tenor saxophone, who's a very close friend of Sonny Rollins. Great, great player. A little bit overlooked, Harold Vick. And on guitar, well, he really steals the scene on um, this tune that we're going to hear. I'm talking about the great Grant Green on guitar. And uh, the way he plays on this track is uh, why he is, and that's no slouch or, or no slight on any of the other guitar players, but he is my favorite guitar player, Grant Green. Anyway, we're going to hear this tune, two tunes from this album called Oh Baby, Big John Patton. It came out on Blue Note Records. We're going to hear Night Flight and Good Juice. Look out. Thank you. 
Two tracks from a wonderful album by organist Big John Patton. John Patton leading Blue Mitchell on trumpet, Harold Vick on tenor saxophone, Grant Green on guitar, and Ben Dixon on drums. And uh, this was recorded in 1965 for Blue Note Records from an album called Oh Baby. 
and uh, we heard two tunes from here. Harold Vick's great tune opened the, that little set, um, a tune called Night Flight, featuring that uh, tremendous Grant Green solo. And uh, the second tune, a more relaxed kind of uh, thing, written by John Patton called Good Juice. And we all have an idea of what good juice is, yeah? All right. Yeah, Big John Patton, one of the masters of the, uh, of the Hammond organ. One of the great singers in jazz is the one and only Sarah Vaughan, the late, great Sarah Vaughan. She possessed a voice that was um, like no other. And, of course, uh, had Sarah not been um, born an African-American, I'm sure she would have gone on to a great career in grand opera because she had that kind of voice. Um, uh, And, of course, um, absolutely uh, the range and the the sound of her voice and the, uh, her indescribable. Sarah Vaughan was unique, and she was also a very, very fine musician. She's a good piano player, and uh, she knew if you, if pianist hit a wrong chord, she, she would say, no, no, that's the wrong chord, and she'd name the chord that she wanted. Um, because she was, um, uh, in her early days, uh, she played a lot of piano. And uh, so, you know, she knew her music theory backwards and frontwards. You can get around Sarah. And, of course, she was a, a very fussy performer and, and only chose the some of the finest musicians to accompany her. This is from a classic album recorded at a club um, named Mr. Kelly's. She was very comfortable in that club. And the reason, one of the reasons I'm playing Sarah Vaughan is not only because she's a great vocalist, but today, March the 27th, would be her birthday. So this is her birthday anniversary. And we're going to hear some tracks from this album live at Mr. Kelly's, which is uh, um, a club, a uh, very fine, kind of sophisticated nightclub in Chicago. But uh, Sarah felt very much at home in that club. It was like she was in her own living room. And uh, her accompanying trio, Jimmy Jones on piano. And um, Jimmy Jones is one of uh, so many singers' favorite piano players. He was a beautiful, beautiful accompanist and um, never got in the way and played all the right stuff. Richard Davis, one of the great bass players, and on drums, Mr. Snap Crackle himself, who was employed gainfully by Sarah Vaughan for many, many years. Roy Haynes on drums. We're going to hear four tunes Four standard tunes. Uh, we're going to begin with uh, uh, one by Arthur Schwartz and Harold Dietz called Dancing in the Dark. Then we're going to move to another beautiful tune called Poor Butterfly. And then a great tune called Sometimes I'm Happy. And the final tune written by Johnny Green, I Cover the Waterfront. So four tunes from Sarah Vaughan's album Live at Mr. Kelly's. Here is the divine sassy.
Till the tune ends We're dancing in the dark And it soon ends Well, waltzing in the wonder Of what Time hurries by, we're here and gone, looking for the light of a new love to brighten up the together, huh? Send me, baby. Okay, darling. <laughs> There's a story told of a little Japanese sitting demurely neath the cherry blossom trees. Miss Butterfly
station Depends on you I never mind The rain in the skies As long as there is sun in your eyes Sometimes I love you Sometimes I hate you But when I hate you It's cause I love you
Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, you've probably wondered why we have so many microphones on the bandstand tonight. Using the phone booth, making a few calls, doodling weird things, using the booth walls. Got me a big date, waiting for my cat, putting his vine on so he can look dat. I enjoy procrastinating, cause I'm busy while I'm waiting, doodling away. Sitting and dining, dinner beginning, started designing, using the linen. Talking to my man, doodling my bit. Waiter got salty, told me to please quit. Told the waiter, don't be dizzy. Can't you see I'm very busy? Stay. Are you painting things right? Doodling sheds a lot of light. I don't know what to do. Ain't nothing you can do with all doodling you. Doodling's all I want to do. That's for true. Why does every single thing I see look exactly like a doodle to me? If I had a doubt what life is all about I get my pencil out and then commence to doodle and I find it so relaxing especially when I feel that life is really taxing those weird designs they only show what's going on in weirder minds cause when you doodle and your noodles flying blind. Every little thing that you write just conceivably might be a thought that you capture while copying away. Doodling takes you beyond what you think, then you draw what you think. I feel so lost without my doodling. Doodling really helps me. What my doodling's all about. Later, the waiter had me arrested, took me to Bellevue where I was tested. Had me a doctor probing my noodle, for he was half done, taught him to doodle, showed him hidden thoughts that linger, find an outlet through your figure. Doodling 
doctor was real nice, told me to be cool, looked at the waiter, called him the real fool, looked at my baby, told him to feel free, got him to doodling so he could bug me, when he put his arms around me, quite to his surprise, he found me. Our tribute to the Divine One, Sarah Vaughan, who would be celebrating a birthday anniversary today, March the 27th. We heard four tunes uh, recorded live at the Mr. Kelly's Club in Chicago with uh, Sarah's regular trio with uh, Jimmy Jones on piano, Richard Davis on bass, and Mr. Snap Crackle, Roy Haynes on drums. And we heard um, Dancing in the Dark, uh, Poor Butterfly, Sometimes I'm Happy, and I Cover the Waterfront. And from another album called No Count, Sarah, which um, was the Count Basie Orchestra without Count Basie. That's why it was called No Count, Sarah. Classic album. And she did uh, her version, vocal version, of Horace Silver's famous composition, Doodlin', with the, uh, the bassy big band. Sarah Vaughn, our small tribute to this uh, incredible singer, had uh, such a huge range and uh, um, flexibility in her styling, and uh, always dramatic, Sarah Vaughn, sassy was her nickname. And uh, she could be sassy. She could be nasty, too, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> but uh, she always got her way. All right. We're going to pay tribute now to... Before we do that, actually, we have a couple of quick messages for you. And I'd just like to tell you that you are listening to CITR FM 101.9. Or on your computer, www.citr.ca. My name is Gavin Walker, and this is The Jazz Show, our final show for the month of March. And, uh, of course, our next show will be into April. And hopefully April's weather will will perk up. Uh, We can only dream, can't we? All right. Just like to... uh, We'll be back in a very few moments. (sighs) That is a sigh of relief because Fun Drive 2017 is officially over. To everyone who donated their time, energy, money, forgot to donate now but will donate online at citr.ca, couldn't donate this year but will donate in the future, and to our community as a whole, CITR and Discorder want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just like thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for trusting us with your money and we promise to make good use of it. Muchas gracias. Gracias, gracias. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. That was great. UBC Theatre and Film presents Les Belles by Michel Tremblay, translated into English by Bill Glasgow and John Van Burek. Raucous. Realistic. Women. Set in 1965 against the backdrop of Quebec's quiet revolution, 15 women tell their story as lurking resentments ignite against Germain, 
The lucky winner of one million gold star tickets. Reimagined by MFA director Diane Brown and choreographed by Tara Cheyenne Friedenberg, Les Belsur ends our theater season with a foot-stomping bang. Running March 16th to April 1st. Curtain at 7.30 in the Frederick Wood Theater. Student tickets only 11.50. Tickets available at theaterfilm.ubc.ca. This stupid, rotten life. We are back, and we're going to pay tribute now to a great fallen hero, uh, the alto saxophone. I'm talking about Arthur Blythe. He was, in his early days, he was known simply as Black Arthur. He was born in Los Angeles, May the 7th, 1940, and passed away today, March the 27th, from Parkinson's disease. He had been ill for um, a number of years, and uh, inactive, sad to say, due to that horrible ailment, which is really no, there's no cure for it. One can control it, but one can't cure it. And um, sad to say, it really takes its toll. Arthur Blythe was uh, one of the most distinctive voices of the alto saxophone. He came on the New York scene. Of course, he was one of the great underground musicians in Los Angeles for many years when he was known as Black Arthur. And um, he worked with uh, the Pan-African Orchestra under the direction of Horace Tabscott. And uh, Arthur decided to pack his bags and uh, head for New York City in the late 70s. Now, New York then was a kind of a different jazz mecca than it was back in the 50s, 40s, and even the early 60s. And uh, Arthur Blythe knew that he wasn't going to be one of the um, young lions. He, he was a little too old for that when he arrived in New York. He didn't really want to play that kind of music, which was identified with Wynton Marcellus and, and his brother Branford and so on and so forth, straight-ahead jazz. He didn't want to join Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers or any of the uh, straight-ahead groups. Arthur had some different ideas. He wanted to do his own music, but he really didn't want to do music that was that far out either. Um, but he wanted to make a musical statement. And he was able to find his own way through that kind of miasma uh, of music in New York. He certainly didn't want to do fusion music, um, jazz rock music or any of that kind of stuff. He really, really um, trod his own musical path. And, of course, one of the most distinctive voices of the alto saxophone uh, I heard Arthur and, and had a chance to hang out with him when he, um, I had never heard him live before until right here in Vancouver at Richards on Richards. And it was an under-publicized gig. It wasn't brought by the jazz festival or any of the normal people. It was some promoter brought in uh, Fred Wesley, the trombonist who was with uh, James Brown's band, and Arthur Blythe on alto saxophone. The leader 
was a, a young man on guitar by the name of Rodney Jones. And Dr. Lonnie Smith was on Hammond organ. And the great Idris Mohammed was on drums. And they played this underpublicized one-nighter. There were some problems at the border so it, it, uh, with a couple of the musicians, so it didn't start until very, very late. A lot of people got impatient. Some people left. But if you stayed for the gig, uh, you were rewarded. It was a great uh, um, gig. It was straight ahead. It was funky. It was everything. And uh, I had a chance to uh, hang out a little bit with Arthur Blythe after and uh, had a chat with him. That was my only meeting with him. He was very cordial, very friendly, and we talked, uh, we talked saxophone shop talk because uh, most of you know that I'm a saxophone player too, and Arthur was really one of my um, a musician that I admired greatly because he was such a virtuoso on the alto saxophone. So that's my one meeting. So this music that we're going to hear now is basically what this gig um, at Richards and Richards sounded like. Some of the same people are there. The only person that's not here is Fred Wesley, the trombonist. But we have Arthur Blythe on alto saxophone, the leader, Rodney Jones, on guitar, Dr. Lonnie, Lonnie Smith on Hammond organ, and the great Idris Mohammed on drums. We're going to hear uh, three tunes from an album uh, that was led by Rodney Jones called Soul Manifesto. And this is a tune, uh, these are Rodney Jones compositions, uh, or, or this one is anyway, this is called uh, Mobius Three, And we're going to follow that with the same band playing a gorgeous version of Mal Waldron's very famous tune that John Coltrane did such a classic rendition of, but Arthur Blythe really sings on a, a beautiful version of Mel Waldron's Soul Eyes. And we'll conclude this particular set with uh, another Rodney Jones original called Soup Bone. So the personnel, Rodney Jones leading on guitar, Dr. Lonnie Smith on Hammond, Idris Muhammad on drums, and the great gentlemen we're paying tribute to right now, Arthur Blythe on alto saxophone.
We're paying tribute to one of the great voices of the alto saxophone, Arthur Blythe, who passed away today, a victim of uh, Parkinson's disease. Arthur was born in Los Angeles, May the 7th, 1940, and died today as a result of that uh, horrific disease. Arthur Blythe was one of the most distinctive voices of the alto saxophone. There's no mistaking who is playing when you hear Arthur Blythe. And here he was in a prime sideman role. Um, The leader of the band was uh, guitarist Rodney Jones. And, of course, we heard the great Dr. Lonnie Smith on the Hammond organ and another great musician, Idris Mohammed, on drums and Arthur Blythe on alto saxophone. We heard three tunes from Rodney Jones' album, Soul Manifesto. And as I mentioned before, the, um, with the addition of Fred Wesley, this band played a very obscure one-nighter here in Vancouver at the old Richards on Richards Club. And it was uh, brought in by, I don't know the promoter, um, it was just one of those uh, off things, no publicity. It was kind of uh, underground, um, people heard about it somehow, and um, <laughs> the gig was even delayed because a couple of the musicians got delayed at the border. Um, and so it didn't start till very late at night, but uh, they certainly played great. Very similar to the music we heard on these three tracks. And um, uh, this was my one and only time that I ever heard Arthur Blythe uh, in person and had a chance to uh, spend a little time, you know, chatting with Arthur and and uh, uh, and so on. My one and only encounter, and this uh, great musician, of course, is all. We're going to hear some more Arthur Blythe um, right after this uh, back announce here. The tunes we heard were um, we began with one called Mobius Three, and then we moved to a very very beautiful rendition of uh, Mel Waldron's classic tune called Soul Eyes, and such a gorgeous melody, and Arthur Blythe made the most of it. And the final tune was uh, um, kind of a bluesy, uh, relaxed, loping feel thing called Soup Bone, and that was written by guitarist Rodney Jones. So three tunes with uh, Mr. Jones, Mr. Blythe, Mr. Smith, and Mr. Muhammad. Great, great musicians. Now, we're going to take you to Arthur Blythe's own music. This is from an album, his very first for Columbia Records, and this one startled a lot of people, and it featured uh, Arthur's hand-picked band. He had recorded, as I mentioned before, he emigrated to New York in the, uh, in the mid-'70s and was not about to play with Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers or uh, any kind of straight-ahead band. But he wasn't about to do fusion music either. And Arthur cut his own path playing his own music. He recorded for some pretty obscure labels um, before he moved to Columbia Records. And um, this was a bit of a triumph for him to move to a major label. And he recorded this album called Lenox Avenue Breakdown. And um, it's, to this day, one of my very favorite Arthur Blythe albums. So we hear Arthur on Arthur Blythe on alto saxophone with James Newton on flute 
and Blood Almer on guitar, Bob Stewart on tuba, Cecil McBee on bass, my old friend Gil Hermie Franco on percussion, and Jack DeJeanette on drums. And we're going to hear two Arthur Blythe compositions from this album. We're going to hear the title track, Lennox Avenue Breakdown, and the second tune is uh, kind of an exotic thing entitled Odessa, and it definitely has a, a, a Middle Eastern uh, kind of feel. So I hope you enjoy these two tunes from this album, Lennox Avenue Breakdown. Here's the title track, Arthur Blythe. Thank you. 
We heard two tunes from Arthur Blythe's great album, his uh, debut recording for Columbia Records called Lenox Avenue Breakdown. And we heard the, uh, the title track was the first tune written by Arthur. And uh, the second tune was, again, an Arthur Blythe composition called Odessa. And that featured uh, Arthur Blythe on alto saxophone, James Newton on flute, Blood Almer on guitar, Bob Stewart on tuba, Cecil McBee on bass, and Jack DeJanette on drums, and Gil Hermie Franco on percussion. We're continuing our tribute to Arthur Blythe. Uh, we're going to play a couple of tracks from another album that he recorded for Columbia with um, some different people and some of the same people. Uh, this one features uh, John Hicks on acoustic piano, uh, Blood Almer once again on guitar, Bob Stewart on tuba, Abdul Wadud on cello, and Bobby Battle on drums. And we're going to hear um, two tunes from his album called Illusions. The first one is called Bush Baby, and that's, of course, both of these are written by Arthur Blythe. And the second tune is the title track, Illusions. So here then, once again, more Arthur Blythe. Okay, I picked the wrong track. Ah, all right. Yeah, uh, there we go. Um, that's a delightful track, too, but uh, we're going to hear the ones I announced. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, Bush Baby and Illusions. <laughs> Thank you. 
two Arthur Blythe compositions from his album Illusions, and we heard uh, Bush Baby was the first piece of music, and second music was the title track Illusions. Uh, Steve McCall on drums, Abdul Wadud on cello, Blood Almer on guitar, John Hicks on piano, Bob Stewart on tuba, and Bobby Battle on drums. I said Steve McCall, now it's uh, Bobby Battle on drums. All right, that's our tribute to the great alto saxophonist, one of the most distinctive voices on that instrument, unmistakable. Arthur Blythe, born in Los Angeles, May the 7th, 1940, and died March 27th, yesterday, because it's past midnight now, 2017, of Parkinson's disease, and uh, a great voice, and he'll be missed. Arthur Blythe carved his own path in music, and... um, he will be remembered for his uh, individual individuality and his legacy, Arthur Blythe. We're going to wrap up the show this evening with a, three compositions by Harold Land and Bobby Hutcherson. They were co-leaders of uh, an extremely fine uh, working band. They used different people in the rhythm section depending on who was available and where they were. Um, but they recorded a whole series of albums for uh, Blue Note Records, but they did one date for uh, the Chicago-based label Cadet, and uh, this album was called The Peacemaker, and it was recorded in Los Angeles, so they um, used uh, Los Angeles-based musicians, including Joe Sample on piano, Buster Williams, who was living in Los Angeles at the time on bass, Oh, by the way, Buster Williams is going to be coming to the Jazz Festival with his own band. Great bassist. Anyway, Buster Williams on bass and Donald Bailey on drums. And uh, we're going to hear three pieces of music written by tenor saxophonist Harold Land. And featuring, of course, his partner Bobby Hutcherson on vibes. Bobby Hutcherson, Harold Land, quintet. The first piece of music is the title track. It's called The Peacemaker. The second tune is called 40 Love. And the third tune is called Angel Dance. All compositions by tenor saxophonist Harold Land. So I hope you enjoy this wrap-up of the jazz show this evening and uh, with the music of Bobby Hutcherson and Harold Land. Thank you. 
one of the finest working groups that uh, was around for a number of years, the Harold Land Bobby Hutcherson Quintet. And, of course, they made a whole series of albums for uh, Blue Note Records, but uh, they made this one album for the Chicago label Cadet, and it's a, a good one, as you heard. Uh, it was recorded in Los Angeles with um, Los Angeles-based musicians because uh, Harold and Bobby um, found their rhythm sections uh, wherever they could, and, of course, uh, whoever was uh, available and into the music. And so these musicians were, uh, were from the L.A. area. Joe Sample on piano, Buster Williams on bass, who was living in L.A. at the time, and the great underrated Donald Bailey on drums. And we heard three compositions by Harold Land. Uh, the title track, The Peacemaker. The second tune was called 40 Love. And tune number three was called Angel Dance. And all of this was recorded in December of 1967 in Los Angeles. Thereby ending another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR. My name is Gavin Walker, and of course CITR broadcasts on 101.9 on your FM dial, or of course on your computer, www.citr.ca. And of course we podcast live stream, all that kind of stuff. So you can uh, get on our website and check out all the various links and uh, permutations and combinations and all that sort of stuff. We're here every Monday night from 9 until well after midnight, as we will be next week. So we hope you can join us. Thank you very much for listening out there. If you listen to part of the show, great. If you listen to the whole show, wonderful. And we'll see you next week in seven days. So take care. And, uh, well, spring is on the way, or so I hear. See you later. Bye-bye. Do-ba-dee-oo, 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 do-ba-dee-oo.
Thank you.